this is Carolyn, and Aaron is here with me. Tonight, we are going to discuss how to choose a tennis partner, and Aaron and I are excited to have Dave and Tom here. Dave and Tom have played a ton of matches together and won the 2019 Men's 3.0, 55 and over North Carolina State Championship and made it to the semifinals at sectionals. So let's start with Dave. How long have you been playing tennis and how did you guys become partners? We both started playing actually in 2016. For me, I was actually 56 years old when I first picked up my first racket. I was 52 because I'm so much younger than Dave. <laughs> and we met at Haitian Tree at the clinics. We ended up just randomly put, being put together a couple of times. And the biggest thing that noticed is other people started saying, wow, you guys really play well together. And somehow there seemed to be almost like some synergy. So it was almost like we stumbled across each other that way. We didn't pick each other. It was almost like we were chosen. (laughs) So what do you think makes your partnership work? It's a mix of everything. It's a partnership, right? And it's a relationship. And, you know, hey, like any other relationship, it's not easy sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Good point. (laughs) You know, you got to find out that right person um, that really works well for you tennis-wise. And Dave and I have very similar, you know, opinions about tennis. We're never going to make money playing (laughs) tennis. But if we're going to commit time to it, we want to be as good as we can be. And we're both going to put efforts into going to clinics and efforts into doing drills together and doing those types of things. And I think that's one of the biggest things is getting somebody who has that same level of interest and same expectations. If you just want to go out and drink beer and play tennis, there's a partner out there for you that would be perfect. (laughs) If you are not going to be happy with anything except for a bag tag for every team you play on, then you make sure you find a partner that's thinking the same way. One of the things that people have commented on us is we cover the court very well. I think that has to do with we utilize the same coach who gives us the same strategies. And as a result, we don't have to verbalize. If I'm playing at the net and I run across to the other side, Tom has already moved across and he's on the other side himself. He's covering the court. I would say the thing that we make the most points on is I'm a better baseliner as far as dropping a shot way deep that they have to be on a very defensive position so they get a bad return and Tom is right there to nail that shot at the net and finish the point. I always think it's better to have players that have different styles for doubles or players that are not the exact same person out there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Dave and I are, are different in a lot of ways. Like I said, Dave's definitely an extrovert. He, he needs to be around people, right? If uh, his wife's away um, back before COVID, you know, he's going to be at the clubhouse. He's going to be somewhere where, where people are around. And, and, I, and I'm the opposite of that, right? I'm definitely an introvert um, around people that I know very well. I'll have a great time and I'll be very outgoing and things like that. But if I've had a long, tiring day, the last thing I really want to be is around people, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I want to be home, you know, doing something, right? Besides that. Um, Dave sends me a, a picture the other day of a sweatshirt that, that says, uh, uh, I love beer and tennis and maybe like three people. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is we can pretty much say anything, anytime to each other and not be offended. Some people need a lot of encouragement. Some people, maybe they want some coaching during a match. Uh-uh. Some people, um, <laughs> Definitely a bad idea. Yeah, but it's a numbers game, right? So we all make some fantastic plays at every level. 
And But the numbers tell you that you're going to mess up on some really mm-hmm. big shots. Every player, even the pros, mess up on some super easy shots occasionally, just less often than we do. And so you have to understand that as your partner that don't get upset. You know, you double fall on, on your serve. It's like, guess what? That's going to happen. And sometimes some matches it happens much more than others. And some matches it doesn't happen at all. And you rejoice because you actually expected double faults some of the time. <laughs> and so by understanding the numbers that it's no big deal, we are what we are and we're all trying. And there's never ever a feeling that Tom's not trying. What kind of things we do as partners. And one of the things we've always said is don't say you're sorry. We have no reason to say you're sorry. So, you know, I don't know if you remember um, Love Story, you know, that old movie, right? <laughs> Love is never having to say you're sorry, right? Partner is never having to say you're sorry. You're going to make mistakes, right? We all know we're going to make mistakes. Um, and we started out early on kind of apologizing and it, it became ridiculous, right? There's because absolutely no, I know you tried your best. How many times do you have to apologize at 3-0, yeah. right? We, it's we like, do doing nothing but apologizing. It, it cuts into your drinking time. So that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we have no reason at all to, to tell each other, you, you know, we're sorry. And and, I, and one little thing about, you know, being able to say anything to, to your partner is I came up to Dave one time and, and I had been working with our pro on on my serve. And, um, you know, one of the most frustrating things on the serve is you think you've got something and then to get better, you have to break it down and start over again. Well, I was in that start over again stage and really trying to work on my first serve. And we had a match and I walked up to Dave and said, Dave. You know, I'm just going to hit nothing but first serves today. I'm not going to hit second serves because I really need to get, get working on my first serve. And I don't know how many double faults later. Um, <laughs> Dave just calmly walks up to me with that, you know, that smile on his face and says, uh, hey, uh, you still think that's a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> you know, perfect comment. Yeah, no, really, it wasn't a great idea. Let's go ahead and try to get some right. of these. Yeah, so. So he, so he put it in your hands to make the right decision. <laughs> One thing I thought about is sometimes if you're having a really stressful match and you're playing and you finish the first set and it's either tight or you lost and you're uptight and you go say, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know about me, but you should have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> But they will test your partner. If they're offended, that might not be somebody you're really comfortable with. We've played tennis, and and the person's name will will remain nameless. And if if you know who we're talking about, give me a call. Um, Who, between sets, is just going to pop open two beers and drink them. And and if if you're not ready for that, and you're not prepared for a partner who, during a a USTA match, is going to drink beer, then it's probably not the guy you want being your partner, right? Great guy, great tennis player. Um, But some people just think that's... You just don't do that. And, and so, you know, this is a family show. So, but can you help a little bit on the court and not offend the person, right? Or it, normally for me, I might be cussing at myself, right? So if you're going to be offending the other person by just some of your, your habits or something like that, then that's probably not going to be a good partner. I know you fell into it or other people kind of put you together, but I think you got really lucky with each other because I know Carolyn can attest to this too. There are some times where made the most amazing shot during you know a game and then the very next shot the easiest volley the easiest whatever you flub right into the net or and 
there are a lot of partners out there that will be like, oh, I can't believe you just did that, you know? But it's like, I always say, this is why I am the level I am and I'm not a pro. You know, you're going to make those shots, but you're going to make a whole bunch of mistakes too. But it sounds like you guys just work through that really well together. And I commend you for that. I think that's great. Yeah. And it can go both ways, right? I mean, we play with a guy we, we both know on a team we play on that always talks. Great shot. That was a great shot. That was, and there's too much of that sometimes too, right? You know, always building somebody up, always having positive things to say is, is great. But during a tennis match, Silence is sometimes really good. <laughs> That's what Carolyn likes. Oh, I love silence. I love Carolyn that. loves the silence on the court. <laughs> I am the opposite. But you just have to find the right person that meshes yeah. with you, right? However yeah. that is. That's the yeah. whole part about finding that right partner that's that kind of that same level of and we like to joke around. So even during stressful situations, you know, I'll be serving and Dave will turn around and and make a comment to me that I probably can't repeat here on a podcast, but right. just start cracking up laughing. And whatever the last 10 mistakes I made are all out of my head. I've totally yeah. forgotten about it. Now it's just Dave and I out there playing tennis and having fun. And do you guys ever get angry at each other? Dave had the last beer yesterday. That kind of ticked me off. <laughs> <laughs> do you always see things eye to eye and this and that? No, but anger usually comes from something building, right? There's usually not one thing that's going to make somebody really angry. It's something that happens repeatedly or something that keeps going on and, and you try to bury it and it explodes. We don't let anything get buried, right? If we have something to say, we say it. And I think that really is what helps us from getting angry at each other. So the thing that helps me the most <laughs> is I just have really low expectations of Tom. <laughs> really well so far. And he outperforms my expectations every time. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. My answer? Yeah, I do get angry at Dave. <laughs> I think one of the things that Tom and I both have in common is we feel very fortunate to be able to play tennis. Um, Especially at his age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we have a lot of fun with it, right? And sometimes you just, you know, we're both working. We both go through stressful times in our jobs and all that stuff and carry that on to your tennis court but not really really you know once you pick up that racket and you get in the mode of the game whether it's a practice or a fun or a true match you forget all that behind put that all behind you and we're in the zone i mean we're in our happy place we're so fortunate to be there and through all the pandemic this is the safest sport recognized and what a privilege you know and we have played with people with uh we what do we have Four, four cans of balls one time, three mm -hmm. or four cans. And you write your name on your ball. And it got a little confusing, but. <laughs> you know, but if that's what it takes, that's easy, right? And so overall, we just realized that tennis is a tremendous sport that, you know, we can only hope to play to some of our friends' age in their 70s yep. someday. You know, that means we still got 15, 20 years ahead of us of, of having good times. So that's what we hope for. We really appreciate Dave and Tom talking with us. They are hilarious. And Aaron and I were laughing through most of the interview, but we also learned a lot from them. Aaron, can you tell us what you learned? I learned something really important tonight after talking to Tom and Dave. It seems to me that the key to their success and being doubles partners is that they both want the same thing out of tennis. They both take lessons. They both want to improve. I think sometimes 
you know, people play rec tennis and they have just different things in mind. One maybe is just there for fun, might be just there for the social aspect. And Dave and Tom are there for all of that, but they also really want to improve their game and probably move up in rankings. And I think that's probably what makes them really good partners. I completely agree, Aaron, And I also love their rule to never say I'm sorry, because at our levels, we're making so many mistakes. If you'd like to see a picture of Dave and Tom, please check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 